0: Hello, and welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is Frances Harry, and I just wanted to pay a special tribute to St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi. Her feast day is coming up May the 25th, and I just thought it would be good to um, hear some of the things that uh, she wrote and learn a little bit about her life. I know we have done programs on her in the past, So I just wanna touch on a few things. As I said, her feast day is the 25th of May, and we'd like to start with a prayer. And actually, St. Mary Magdalene de Patsy has a prayer that she would pray before she started any of her prayers. So I'd like to start with that and then follow um, with a subsequent prayer. So let us get recollected. And ask the Holy Spirit to come and focus on God's presence within. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty Father, I place the precious blood of Jesus before my lips before I pray, that my prayers may be purified before they ascend to your divine altar. Amen. O God, lover of virginity, who adorned with heavenly gifts the virgin, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi, setting her on fire with your love, grant, we pray, that we who honor her today may imitate her example of purity and love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I like to call St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi the refulgent flower of Florence. She was a great mystic, a Carmelite nun of the ancient observance of Carmel. She was born April 2nd. 1566 and died April 20 or May 25th 1607 so here we are um, over 450 years later still celebrating her and still trying to understand all the gifts that she was given that we benefit from one of her mottos was to suffer not to die and that's a giveaway for a saint those who love suffering Um, in the sense that they unite and imitate Jesus Christ. Her last words before she died was, Benedictus Deus, blessed be God. She had the stigmata. She could read hearts. Uh, She went without food for a long time, just subsiding on the Eucharist. Um, But it was not because of these supernatural Uh, phenomena and all the many ecstasies that she underwent that she was canonized the reason she was canonized was because of the perfection of her love that was manifested in her fidelity to her daily duties which we are called to and her sincere dedication to the needs of others so with that I just want to cover a couple of different things you know since she was a mystic and had many spiritual phenomena in her life, you know, the temptation for the modern person is to be so fascinated with all this phenomena that they neglect to dig deeper and learn some of the real lessons of her life. And then on the other hand, um, some people would say, oh, I can't identify with her, she is on another level. So. Um, Hopefully, there will be something that I share with you today that will draw you deeper into her spirituality and a way that you can imitate her. So again, she's a saint because of her response to these gifts, her response to God's call. And she had a lifelong struggle that showed love and gratitude to God who gave her all of these graces. And in fact, she saw her ecstasies as evidence of a great fault in herself. She said, um, this was not a reward of holiness. She, she told one of the nuns um, that this, this other nun did not get these same graces because she didn't need them in order to serve him. So in other words, um, St. Mary Magdalene thought that she received these graces because it was through them that she would be able to serve the Lord. So in her eyes, uh, God gave these gifts to those who were too weak to become holy otherwise. What a sign of humility, right? So Mary Magdalene received these gifts uh, in her mind thinking uh, that this was evidence of how unworthy she was. She was taught mental prayer at a young age only when she was nine. Reminds me of Saint Therese the little flower. Um, And this would have involved a half hour of meditation and so you know right there we should uh, realize that you know God calls people of all ages and all uh, varieties of life to prayer because what is it? Uh, Prayer is relationship with God and so we're all called to prayer. When St. Mary Magdalene was only 12 years old, she experienced her first ecstasy while she was looking at a sunset and it just left her trembling and speechless. And so from this foundation of prayer and mystical experiences, it's really not surprising that she wanted to enter a contemplative monastery of the Carmelite order. Now her parents had wanted her to get married, but she was set on being a virgin and joining the order. And the order that she wanted to be in was St. Mary's of the Angels. And it was a Carmelite monastery. And the reason why she was so attracted to it, of course, was the prayer, but also because they were one of the few monasteries where the nuns could have daily communion, which was very unusual at the time. It was in 1583 that she had her second mystical experience when the other nuns, after she had joined the order, uh, saw her weeping before the crucifix as she said, "'O love, you are neither known nor loved.'" Now this may, uh, and, and there's quite a lot of writing on this that I don't have time to go into, but this may remind you of another Carmelite saint Saint Teresa Margaret Reddy of the Sacred Heart. who was also a mystic and also had a very supernatural experience of God is love. And it's interesting that Saint Teresa Margaret Reddy of the Sacred Heart is also from Florence. She's nicknamed the Little Flower of Florence. And sometimes I wonder were they viewing Saint Mary Magdalene de Pazzi as the major or the, the bigger uh, flower of Florence, uh, but I like to call her the refulgent flower of Florence. And it's interesting that um, both of them had this kind of experience. Both of them were incorrupt um, upon being exhumed from their coffins. They were both incorrupt. And um, so there's some connections there. Uh, but I'm gonna go onward uh, but I just thought I would throw that uh, little tidbit in there because uh, St. Teresa Margaret Reddy, even though she was born Arezzo, Italy, she uh, went to the uh, monastery in Florence. So uh, nice connection. So Mary Magdalene's life um, is a con- contradiction um, because she found joy in the suffering I have a friend of mine that always says that the joy and the suffering are the same. Well, this is a saint who knew that and practiced that. A month after being refused early profession, and this was within a year of joining the order, in fact, a nice little note here is that she joined the Order of Carmel in 1582. She was either 16, 17 years old. That was the same year St. Teresa of Avila in Spain had died. Now whether St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi knew of Teresa, um, I'm not clear at this point. Um, we know that the communication isn't, it wasn't then what it is today, uh, but an interesting connection there. So she was going, wanting to take this early uh, religious profession and she became ill. Uh, They had refused her, but because she became ill, they decided to go ahead and profess her uh, from a stretcher at the altar. And right after that, she experienced 40 days of ecstasies that coexisted with her suffering. The joy from the graces that God gave her were mixed with this agony as her illness grew worse. And in fact, one of the experiences she had Uh, She said that Jesus took her heart and hid it in his own, telling her that he would not return it until it is wholly pure and filled with pure love. And of course, this purity and this pure love is one of the things that we could really try to imitate um, uh, in her. Well, she didn't recover from her illness until she was told to ask for the intercession of Blessed Mary Bagnese, and that was about three months later. Now, who is Blessed Mary of Bagnese? Well, um, she was also in Florence, and of course was before the time of St. Mary Magdalene de Cozzi. She was called the Passion Flower of Florence, and her memorial is May the 28th. Um, She was, born um, August fifteenth, 1514 and it was only in turning to Blessed Maria Bartolomea Bagnisi that uh, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi was healed. Now interesting, Blessed Maria Bagnisi, um was also incorrupt. She was also a mystic and suffered the invisible stigmata uh, so there was de- great devotion to her in Florence, and then Mary Magdalene de Pazzi has this experience with her. Blessed Maria bagnesi was a Dominican tertiary, but she loved the Carmelite order. In fact, she was born in the car. She was buried in the Carmelite grounds rather than the, in the Dominican. So there's a great connection there. So. Um, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi was healed. What her experiences in prayer had given her was a familiar, personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what we all hope for, right? Her conversations with Jesus often took a teasing tone of voice. Um, For example, Jesus offered her a crown of flowers or a crown of thorns. And she kept choosing this crown of thorns, but Jesus kept teasingly pushing the crown of flowers to her. And he accused her, he said, I called and you didn't care. She answered back, you didn't call loudly enough. So it just goes to show the intimacy of their relationship. And there is a lot of writings on her. In fact, you know, all of these raptures that she had uh, were witnessed by the other nuns in the convent who wrote them down, what what she said, what she was doing. And, um, you know, sometimes when she was in these raptures, she was compelled to rapid motion as it, you know, going toward a sacred object. Uh, sometimes, while in ecstasy, she was carrying on uh, the normal work of her day, the embroidery, the painting uh, with great composure and efficiency, but also, It was during these raptures that she gave utterance to those wonderful maxims of divine love, these counsels for the perfection of souls. And these are called her works, but they weren't written by her. They were written by the nuns who were um, observing her and wanting to record these great graces. So there was a time that um, St. Mary de Posse had a five year trial. This was following this great period of ecstasies. So Jesus told her before the trial, the five year trial, can you imagine? Oh, Before this trial, Jesus told her, I will take away not the grace, but the feeling of grace. Though I will seem to leave you, I will be closer to you. Now this is not easy to accept and she's only like 19 years of old age when she starts this five years of dryness and desolation. She was repelled by prayer. She was tempted by everything. She even referred to her heart as a pitch dark room with only a feeble light shining. And that feeble light made the darkness all the darker. It reminds me of St. Therese of Lisieux who at the end of her life talked about this dark tunnel and walking in faith. Well, St. Mary Magdalene, uh, she fought back. She held on to prayer, to penance, serving others. Her lifelong devotion to Pentecost can easily be understood because her trial ended in ecstasy. At this time, she could ask for any gifts. After these five years, she could ask for any gifts. And you know what she asked for? she asked in particular to look on any neighbor as good and holy without judgment and to always have God's presence before her. And that's so beautiful. And there were times uh, she wanted this hidden life, but she saw that God had other plans for her. God had commanded her to go barefoot as part of her penance, and she could not walk with shoes. So, um, her solution to remain hidden was to cut the soles out of the shoes. So everyone who was around her thought she was wearing shoes, um, and yet she was going without the soles. And of course, <laughs> we know the this did become the shoeless. Isn't that interesting? Once when she was teaching a novice to accept God's will, she told her, I wanted a hidden life, but see... God wanted something quite different from me. Some might think it was easy for her to be holy with all this help that she got, but many times she she wept before the cross and had to force herself to do what was right. So the mystical life doesn't mean it's an easy life. Um, We know that the mystical life carries a lot of crosses that most people never have an understanding of. She fasted a great deal and she wore old clothes and she chose the most difficult penance of all by pretending to like the things she didn't like. Well, many of us would shrink from such a penance like that. And in fact, by doing this penance, by pretending to like the things that she didn't like, people didn't know she didn't like them. And so, uh Think about taking that as a penance. She had in 1604 great headaches and paralyzation that eventually confined her to bed and her nerves were very sensitive. She couldn't even be touched without agonizing pain. I'm thinking of people with fibromyalgia here. They can identify with that. So she suffered and There was three years, in fact, before her death that she suffered this paralyzation, uh, paralyzation. She died May 25th, 1607, at the age of 41. And so, um, there are some quotes though that I wanted to share with you uh, to give you an insight on her interior life. And since this is the month of May, I wanted to share a quote that St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi said about our our lady. Quote, O Mary, anyone who looks at you is comforted in any anxiety or tribulation or pain and is victorious over any temptation. Anyone who does not know something about God, let him have recourse to you, O Mary. Anyone who does not find mercy in God, let him have recourse to you, O Mary. Anyone whose will is not in conformity, let him have recourse to you, O Mary. Anyone who falters on account of weakness, let him have recourse to you who are all strong and powerful. Anyone in constant struggle, let him have recourse to you who are a tranquil sea. Whoever is tempted, Let him have recourse to you who are the mother of humility and nothing drives away the devil more than humility. Let them one and all have recourse to you, O Mary. And here's one that she wrote or that she spoke and was recorded about the Eucharist. O Lord, the soul's mouth lovingly tastes you. It savors the purity of the divine essence and of your humanity and attains to such a knowledge of your purity that that which used to seem virtue to it now seems like a shortcoming both in itself and in others. Receiving the holy sacraments which draw strength from your blood and from your passion and of that blood that was she therein we savor this most fully when we receive the holy sacrament of your body and blood for there more than anywhere else this sweetness and grace are found hidden when the sacrament is really received with purity and honesty let whoever wishes to taste of your gentleness and sweetness approach this blood And there he will find all rest and consolation. The soul will be washed with this blood, cleansed in this blood, nourished by this blood. And one other linking quote that I wanted to share with you was a prayer to the Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit, You show us what we must do to please the Trinity, interiorly through your inspirations and exteriorly through preaching and warnings, and that all proceeds from you, since no one can say the sweet and holy name of Jesus unless he is moved by you. You are the dispenser of the treasures hidden in the bosom of the Father and treasurer of the counsels which pass between the Father and the Word. You are that rod that strikes the rock and makes it bring forth the water that satisfies every creature. The cataracts of heaven are always open to send down grace, but we do not have the mouth of our desire open to receive it. Come, come, O most gentle spirit, spirit of goodness. I contemplate you as you leave the bosom of the Father and enter the side of the Word, then leaving by the heart of the Word, come to us here on earth from the bosom of the sun-burning love. Finally, I just want to read a couple of um, sayings of hers. They're short, but they're... um, Sayings that we can apply to our growth in the spiritual life. So here's a list of a few of them. That soul is most perfect, which most truly wishes to honor God and to do in everything and all times his most holy will. And yes, so when we pray to our Father, thy will be done. We wanna live this in every moment of our life. The next saying The eye of our good intention draws to itself the divine eye. The sacrifice most pleasing in the eyes of his divine majesty is that of a good will. As the works are the more meritorious, the more willingly they are performed. One must offer itself to the eternal father as a daughter, to the son as a bride and to the Holy Ghost as a disciple. Happy those souls that continually repose and dwell and build up all their works in the open side of Jesus Christ. All our strength, ability, and industry are derived from the blood of Jesus Christ, which changes the old Adam into the new man. We must not walk, but run. We must not run, but fly to perfection. Fervor is the flame that incessantly enkindles all our spiritual exercises and the practices of our life, which we must never follow by habit or natural propensity only. Our soul being united to God and all bound to him interiorly and exteriorly, makes us appear with a sincere countenance and never allows us to be troubled by anything that happens." That's that spiritual equanimity that she's talking about. Finally, the bride of Jesus Christ must be like the wise ones of the world who keep their money hidden. She must amass her heart treasures of good works concealed from men and manifest to God alone and this is the surest way of laying up treasures for heaven so that's just a little tribute to Saint Mary Magdalene de Pazzi mystic stigmatic lover of God lover of the word may she intercede for us and help us to love God and I have this closing prayer that's very beautiful. And I hope it will help you as you celebrate her feast day on May 25th and find some way to imitate her to grow on this spiritual path of Mount Carmel. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thy life here below, O Magdalene, resembled that of an angel sent by God to assume our weak and fallen nature and be subject to its laws thy soul ceaselessly aspired to a life which was all heavenly and thy Jesus was ever giving thee that thirst of love which can only be quenched by the waters of life everlasting a heavenly light revealed to thee such admirable mysteries such treasures of truth and beauty that thy heart unequal to the sweetness thus given to it by the holy ghost sought relief in sacrifice and suffering it seemed to thee as though there was but one way of making god a return for his favors the annihilation of self seraphic lover of god how are we to imitate thee what is our love when we compare it to thine, and yet we can imitate thee. The year of the church's liturgy was thy very life. Each of its seasons did its work in thee, and brought thee new light and love, the divine babe of Bethlehem, the bleeding victim of the cross, the glorious conqueror of death, the Holy Ghost radiant with his seven gifts. Each of these great realities enraptured thee, and thy soul, renewed by the annual succession of the mysteries, was transformed into him who, that he might win our hearts, gives these sublime celebrations to his church. Thy love of souls was great during thy sojourn here. It is more ardent now that thou art in possession of the sovereign good, Obtain for us, O Magdalene, light to see the riches which enraptured thee and love to love the treasures which enamored thee. O riches, O treasures, is it possible that they are ours too? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for joining me in this podcast and this tribute to St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi. I hope you'll... Be joining us on Radio Maria, June 3rd. Um, That is the time we're going to start Radio Maria broadcast again, picking up where we left off a couple years ago with Carmelite Conversations. We also have our Facebook page, our podcast page, CarmeliteConversations.com. And we look forward to sharing this journey with you. And as always, we liked hearing from you. And please keep us in prayer as we keep you in our prayers. God bless you.